This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, and others with topics that will pique your curiosity. I'll be your host, Taj. Today, I'm talking to Dr. T. Owens Moore about his eye-opening second edition of his book titled The Science of Melanin. In this groundbreaking work, perhaps the first full-length scientific analysis of the substance found in practically all living organisms and inanimate objects, Dr. T. Owens Moore attempts to dispel the myths and rectify the common misconceptions associated with melanin. Dr. T. Owens Moore is trained as a physiological psychologist. He is a graduate of Lincoln University in Pennsylvania and has an MS and PhD from Howard University. For more than 20 years, he has served as a college professor, biomedical researcher, and an African-centered scholar and activist at Morehouse College and Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta, Georgia, and also Fayetteville State University in North Carolina. Dr. T. Owens Moore, welcome to Books, Beats, and Beyond. Thank you very much, Todd. Appreciate this uh, invitation. Well, thank you. Well, this I, I, this book was very interesting to me, <laughs> and I just want to know what motivated you to take on the subject of melanin. Well, I, when I was a graduate student, we always heard these concerns and these topics on the topic of melanin, blackness, Afrocentricity, and as a scientist. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I had an opportunity to contribute to the discussion to make it more uh, plain to the people. You know, many of us run from science, but we have to look at science as a really a core element of knowledge. And when we run from it, we don't really know it. So I just wanted to, you know, put my contribution out there to the topic of melanin. I mean, that's a good point. Science is everything. I mean, it literally is everywhere. And, and the more we can embrace it, the more we will understand it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a great point. So, so what is melanin and how is melanin formed? Well, essentially, if we talk about it from a science perspective, it's a complex biopolymer. When we say complex, it means it has many, many chemical uh, structures within it. When we say bio, it's certainly dealing with biology, the life principles that we uh, deal with life. You know, you see uh, pigment and color in many aspects of life, Well, it's also in our body. When we say polymer, Think of uh, plastics. Plastics can be made into anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can construct it to make a, I don't know, a lamp, a, a marker, uh, something that you may even put on your body. But polymer means it can be kind of managed into many different types of forms. Well, that's the way melanin is. So it's a complex biopolymer that has multiple roles in life. Wow. So when you break it down to a simplistic level, it's a pigment that has very... Uh, important roles to play in life, and we'll be able to discuss that throughout the interview. Wow. Yeah, because you said to discuss melanin as a pigment for skin coloring is not controversial, but to provide evidence that melanin can have a role other than pigmentation is where controversy may exist. Can you explain what could make melanin a controversial topic? Well, very important question. Thank you for asking that, because on the outside of our body, we see the differences in our appearance, which is pigmentation. Something makes your pigmentation. That is called melanin. How does that all even work? Well, you have some cells in your body called melanocytes. Melanocytes are the cells that make melanin. 
So people who are then darker in color have melanocytes that contain pigment called melanin that makes them dark. Well, some people are darker than others. There's some people that are really lighter than others. So there must be something that makes it different and causes a derivation in the appearance of people on the external side that is their outside appearance, their body. And that deals with genetics. So we know that there's some people that are lighter and darker than other people. It's genetics. So there's some types of enzymes and chemicals that make it different on the outside. Well, there's got to be something also different on the inside. Melanin is not just a polymer or a complex biopolymer that's there on the outside of the body as a pigment. If you even see animals, if you even see just plants, uh, you see in a plant, right, it's, it's green. Green, that's chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is a pigment. There aren't any plants that exist without having chlorophyll. They can't survive. Mm. It's the same reality with human beings. So on the outside of the body, it becomes very important because if you lack it, the sun will eat you up. Mm. The sun is like radiation. So the melanin on the outside becomes a protective barrier. Well, internally, you also have melanin in your inner organs. And a place that's very important, as I study, is the brain. So the lack of melanin inside the brain can produce certain types of diseases. One in particular that most people can kind of conceptualize is uh, Parkinson's disease. Mm. So Parkinson's disease is a neurodegenerative disorder that results from a lack of melanin in a specific part of the brain called the midbrain in a specific area called the substantia nigra, Latin word for substantia substance nigra black. Mm -hmm. If that area is not working right, there's a lack of chemicals like dopamine, and a person suffers from some psychomotor skill development. Mm. So now we're talking about melanin in the skin, where in the brain. In the absence of it, you see there's a problem. Guess what? If, there's a, if it's working properly, you see enhanced psychomotor skill development. Mm. So on the level of the brain, it's clearly showing that there's a difference internally. And that's why I focused on that. So is that the controversy? Is that besides being just something for skin, it's how it plays a role inside the body? Is that the controversy around it? Well, if you see some other scholars in the past have talked about melanin helps you, uh, you know, maybe build a civilization. It makes you great. Uh, I don't think we as African people usually use the word superior. That usually becomes down to a Western civilization way of dichotomizing people. You know, mm -hmm. the system is like you're inferior or superior. Well, when people are saying that the melanin inside the brain or the melanin inside the body makes you more capable to survive, therefore people start getting into some, some, some notations or connotations that, well, maybe they're saying that black people are better because they have melanin. Mm -hmm. Well, no one says it like that. We're saying there's advantages to having it. Mm -hmm. A lack of it, you clearly see, you will be eaten up by the nature that some mm -hmm. will destroy you. Mm -hmm. So if you now start to talk about these other concepts that are going on internally about it, makes you uh, maybe move quicker, move better, uh, assess information faster. Uh, your sensory skills are more enhanced. Those now get into more, I wouldn't use the word controversial topics, but um, how, do you, how do you now study that? How do you mm -hmm. now prove that? Mm -hmm. And I say we study and prove it by what we do. You ever seen this on the basketball court? Right. <laughs> you ever seen this on a football field? Right. You ever see this in a boxing match? You ever <laughs> see us doing anything dealing with psychomotor skill development? Guess what? We take it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Look at tennis. Right. Tennis. We were kept out of tennis for so many years, but when we're given the chance, guess what? We rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. So it now is a matter of 
well, is it the melanin that makes you do that? Is there something going on inside the body with the muscles and everything else? Yeah, it's all of that. Mm. So it then becomes controversial when people then say, oh, it's your melanin that makes you uh, greater than others. Mama so black. If anybody try to play the dozens like that, they need to be smacked. Even if it's the last joke in the lab factory, hit the well, actually send that shit back. Your mama so black. If anybody try to insult her like that, they lose. No matter how funny, guess what? Your big dummy thoughts of things and subconscious gets abused. Your mama so black, like the soil of the most fertile crescent, reflecting the essence. Your mama so black, she attracts attention as soon as she breaks the room with her presence. Your mama so black, it's a blessing on a blessing, a reward or a penalty, the stress will be stressing. Your mama so black, my suggestion is do not test unless you want that lesson. Your mama so black, she might smack the shit out of you for putting yourself in harm's way. Just so you associate the action with pain and know better than to try to dump shit again. Your mama so black, she get a double whammy as a woman in the white man's world. Your mama so black, it should make you think twice before you disrespect your girl. Your mama so black, it don't crack, and your man so glad to have a woman like that. Your mama so black, as soon you love to say bitches ain't shit, it's kinda whack. Your mama so black, why brothers passing self-hate, white guys saying, hey girl, might as well swoop in, since so many black men fantasize about a blonde being a girl. Some are fetishized, some objectify, some will find true love, some will really try, but your mama so black, she just wants you to see the value. There was a part in the book where you talked about uh, the role of melanin in early childhood development, and, and... You, you pointed out that there were some studies that shown, and I think there were studies by Gerber, that infants of African descent are born with more advanced sensorial motor skills and intellectual development when compared to the European infants. Is that because of melanin, would you say? Well, I know you've been, uh, you're, you're a Georgia State grad, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a powerful uh, educator named Asa Hilliard who oh, yeah. taught at uh, Georgia State and as an educational psychologist, you know, he was able to do uh, many studies on dealing with child development in education and testing. Uh, there's also another brother named Amos Wilson who wrote a book called uh, The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child, mm-hmm. uh, also Awakening the Black Genius. Uh, so for these scholars and what they've done over the years have basically uncovered other places and other people who've done studies on African children mm. and comparing them to European children. So the reality is that, so say, and, and these these studies are decades old, mm-hmm. but we can now fast forward to this current day and see our see children and the differences that they have at the very early stages of development. Mm-hmm. So those early studies looked at, they say, a child that may be in the um, on the continent that doesn't have access to a lot of resources and Europeans are coming in to study them and looking at these children doing well on studies and tests that they should not be able to be enhanced on. Mm-hmm. So as they're studying that and seeing that, it's like, wow, look at these kids and how quickly they're, they're able to move and develop. Most, most of the developmental psychology uh, research from Western paradigm looks at things like with Piaget, John Piaget and, you're looking at kids, they can't walk until they're maybe 11 and 12, and the heads don't come up out of the womb until maybe a, a few weeks. That's not for African children mm. or black babies or mm. people that are melanated. All my children came out of the womb looking up. Yeah. <laughs> with their heads, you know, firm. All right. my children walked at 10 months. Mm-hmm. So we start talking about the precocious nature of African people, and it has a lot to do with brain development mm-hmm. without 
having melanin in the neural crest and the neural tube in the beginning stages of development, guess what? You'll have a problem with the development of that organism. But what is it about it melanin at the beginning? What 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 is it doing? Because that's an interesting point you're bringing up. It's an organizing molecule. That's an organizing. There's no way. Mm. Yeah, you you have cell adhesion molecules that exist in developmental biology. I mean, you got certain chemicals that tell cells where to go, mm. what parts of the body to travel to. So the skin itself is the largest organ in the body. Right. The skin itself, very early on, is connected to the brain as in development. So those cells that are like developing around the cranial neural tube and the neural crest, as they're all dark, they then travel to certain places like the skin and also the eye and places where you have pigment in the brain. Mm. So at the very early stages, it's all connected. And then as the organism grows, those cells are now uh, have their pathways and melanin becomes very important in their early stages. Without it, you have spinal bifida, neural tube defects, children that grow, but again, their whole nervous system is, is impacted. Mm. So if we look at it on that level of uh, neurogenetics, it's very early that it's important. Without it, you see the consequences of behavior. Wow. It's an organizing molecule. That that. That's that's a big one there. And I think if we stay on the topic of the studies, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you also showed that they also compared African babies on the continent to African-American babies. And I think there were some interesting findings there. Am I right about that? Um, I don't have anything uh, specific on that. OK. okay. Uh, yeah. Not, not specifically on that particular comparison. But just in terms of African babies, period, I okay. mean, we know that they're educated differently. I spent time in Ghana, and I was in Ghana, and we were uh, assisting in, like, the textile industry, business, and education. I went to a daycare with the children in the very early morning, like three three to six-year-old children. Mm-hmm. They're playing music in Ghana mm-hmm. prior to going to class. Oh, they're wow. in the uh, open area, and they're playing the drums, and it's almost like the same kind of tunes we have here. A, B, C, D, mm, E. Mm-hmm. They have it in their flow. They're playing the rhythms. The children are dancing. Mm. And now it's time to go to the classroom. Guess what? They're sitting there and ready to learn. Mm. A whole different concept than we have here in the United States. They're all melanated children like we have here. There are African people just like we have here. They're black just like we have here. But the whole system is different in terms mm-hmm. of how they train mm-hmm. versus the us. We give the kids fruit loops, pop tarts in the morning. Like you go, then expect them to sit in the classroom. Now mm-hmm. they're all hyped, mm-hmm. and then they get labeled as their attention deficit problems, and they want to be giving them drugs. And now you got the whole pattern of a problem in education here in the United States. So because because things are different on an educational level, we see differences in how they learn. However, they still have the same what biological systems right and that kind of can can kind of explain the decline of 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 uh early developments basically in once uh we kind of reach school age you start to see declines because it's the way society then yeah, treats Western, it, yeah. western society is, has uh, really ruined the way that you know we should be maximizing our brains and our bodies you know a lot of the things that are happening in our society in western society things are given uh things are put into us Versus you being interactive and learning from something in the world and the environment. Mm-hmm. So that impacts on how you're, you're absorbing knowledge. And even that word absorb, that's what we're talking about with the word melon. The melon is a dark substance. Mm. It absorbs energy. Mm. So at the very early stages of absorbing energy, it's helping what cells to grow faster. If you just think about even your body, you know, heat, heat is like a, a, a force. 
and the melanin absorbs the heat and causes reactions outside the body in terms of the skin and also internally inside the body. Mm. So as a, as a chemical substance, as it's absorbing energy, it's also able to what heighten sensitivity so that you didn't have what extra sensory abilities. Wow. Yeah, and I think, uh, if I remember correctly, in the book you talked about, I think, the molecules sultriol and melatonin and yes. the way and, the, and how melanin impacts that. What, what are the importance of those two molecules? Well, sultriol, I try to emphasize what some researchers have talked about in the past, that vitamin D is not really a vitamin. Mm. It's a steroid hormone. It, it's something processed from the sun via the skin for our bodies to need for uh, our, immune, our immune health and also mental state. Uh, vitamin, this vitamin that we're saying is, is vitamin has a powerful role to play in behavior, and it's called serving really as a steroid hormone. Mm-hmm. Steroid hormones you may have heard or may have heard of are estrogen, testosterone, like the male and female hormones. Well, I think you know that they have some pretty pretty powerful effects on people's behavior. Right. So if you think about steroid hormones on that level, guess what? Vitamin D or that steroid hormone we're calling sultriol has the same powerful effect. So the sun becomes right like a progenitor of life. Without the sun, there is no essence in the world. I mean, right. you know how bad you feel on a what cloudy day. Yeah, the sun's not coming in. You feel drab. You feel tired. But that sun is beaming. Oh my goodness! It changes the whole dynamic of your consciousness. Mm-hmm. So this vitamin D has a role to play. So this vitamin D, which we call sultriol, has a role to play in that. On the other end, you asked about melatonin. Okay. Many people may mix up melatonin and melanin, melanocyte. Just for simplistic understanding, melatonin is the hormone produced by a gland called the pineal gland. Oh, okay. I, I said earlier, melanocyte is the cell that produces melanin. Mm-hmm. We already said melanin is just a pigment. Mm-hmm. So melatonin becomes a hormone that helps to maybe modify those things. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by, mean by that? I said the pineal gland lists exists deep in the center of the brain and it responds to sunlight. It's a, like a photoreceptor. Mm. Photo meaning light, receptor meaning something responds to it. So melatonin as a hormone released from the pineal gland helps to uh, balance our rhythms uh, in animals. It helps to alter reproductive capabilities. Uh, it helps to give balance. And some people say it helps you go to sleep. Mm. So melatonin is produced by the pineal gland primarily at nighttime. And then during the daytime, that pineal gland produces serotonin. Mm. So in uh, one of my books, The Dark Matters, Dark Secrets, I talked about the psychoneuroendocrinology of sunlight and darkness. Mm. So there's a powerful effect that happens with the sun and the moon. We just don't pay attention to it. Why? Because we have those graveyard shift jobs. Mm. You know, we, we don't sleep when we're supposed to sleep. So we'll go down when the sun goes down, get up when the you know sun comes up. We don't do that anymore. Mm. Our bodies are out of whack. And so, what what's one particular disease or disorder that happens when people have this melatonin deficiency or pineal gland disruption? Mm-hmm. Uh, winter depression. Oh. Seasonal, seasonal affective disorder is a problem when people, you know, are unable to really adjust to the change of the seasons, and part of that may be related to the, you know, the way the pineal gland works. We didn't earn the right to fly. 
tried to beat We been running, beating, talk down Cause our skin I shine, shine right through the head I'm a king, she a queen They all know we great I know you a fan Who you want my style? Can you rock a paint chain? Can you rock my sorrows? I know they're afraid Cause I'm educated Yeah, yeah, you're looking at greatness I'm melanin man No, 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 that ain't a tame If you're enjoying Book Speeds and Beyond, do us a favor. Go into the show notes of any episode, click on the iTunes logo to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. So when it comes to the pineal gland, we know that based on the latitude you are on the globe, that, you know, your melanin may get lighter or darker, depending on how the sun hits the, the, the planet. Does that also affect the concentration of melanin inside the body, like inside the pineal gland and so forth? Or is that just more of an external change? Well, that's the, okay, you asked the word earlier about controversy. What's the controversy? Uh-huh. So that's one of the challenges that people are trying to uh, discuss about well, really what happens to the brain when the body outside changes. I think a lot happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, externally, if you are now in an environment where the sun is no longer shining as much anymore and you're darker in color, you may suffer from some particular problems that deal with that vitamin D or that social being processed. Mm-hmm. So science says that black people, dark people in northern latitudes have low levels of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. So science says that. So I play tennis. I play tennis all the time. I'm outside as a black man. I still have low levels of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Hmm, how could that be? Well, potentially the studies may not have our best uh, (laughs) uh, markers, correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So not saying that vitamin D is not important to have in your body. The point is that I'm outside in the sun all the time and mine are low. So those that are living in latitudes where the sun is not shining as much, the darker skin can be problematic. So that's Mm -hmm. why people didn't start to lighten Mm -hmm. their color evolutionarily. They lighten over time to what makes sure that their body can process the vitamin D. So with latitudes, uh, in terms of where people live, yes, lighter people live away from the equator darker people live close to the equator Mm -hmm. so externally you see the change but wow what is going on internally so that's why people talk about the issue of the pineal gland can become calcified over time that is hardened Mm -hmm. calcified hardened which means it doesn't work as well anymore in environments where it's no longer you know functioning like it's responding to the sun so yes there can be some changes internally and again one of the diseases that results is a uh, or disorders that can result from this not working right is a uh, seasonal affective disorder. Mm, so behavioral disorders. So 
just kind of staying on that topic and um you, you kind of discuss that whether it's your centric or afro an afrocentric perspective um you know there there has been very little scientifically sound discourse pertaining to melanin right mm-hmm. and yes. um you, you, you talked about some of some of the um some very uh prominent um afrocentric scholars um and w- one one that stuck out stood out to me was Francis Cress Welsing and yes. you know the viewpoint how um if i get it am i saying this correctly that because of the lack of melanin um is so that it changed it changed the behavior and that's one of the reasons why uh it 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 is believed why we are being attacked by people with lack of melanin because they're trying to save uh, from genetic annihilation uh, uh, and you're saying there's not a lot of um scientifically sound um information out there uh, can you ex- uh, elaborate on, on what you mean and why you you kind of think this discourse is misleading in a way? Well, first of all, let me say that I uh, love dearly Dr. Frances Cress Welding. Uh, met her during our latter stages of life, uh, presented at a conference where she was honored at Florida A&M University, and the whole conference was focused on her work. I got a chance to present in front of her to show her uh, the value of her work, amongst others, and she thought it was the best conference she had ever attended. <laughs> It just felt so powerful for a woman who's been uh, uh, despised by the scientific community for years, yeah. who's fought for our livelihood and our direction for so many years. Right. Uh, I showed students in class the other day. She was on Tony Brown's journal, mm-hmm. and she was interviewed by Tony Brown along with William Shockley, a eugenicist, right. someone who's saying that black people need to be sterilized if they're not intellectually uh, able and capable to survive this environment. Boy, boy. Wow. <laughs> Guess what? Eugenics, eugenics work has been going on since the 1800s with Galton moving up to, you know, fast forward to this generation with the bell curve saying that black people are not smart and they don't pass tests and intelligence wise, they don't need to be there. But Dr. Welsing has been at the forefront to say, no, black people are not inferior. And she's not saying that there's superior. She's just trying to get the dynamic of why is it that Europeans or melanin-dominant people do what they do. Right. Her two driving principles behind her work are that Europeans feel as though they're numerically inadequate, not enough of them, so they got to stick together, mm-hmm. and they are genetically inferior because they lack the ability to produce melanin. So they then co- cohabitate, miscegenate, mix with other cultures that are colored, there will be no white people. Right. As a psychiatrist, she's breaking that down. Ah, uh-huh, gotcha. So she, so she wrote a book, The ISIS Papers, right. Keys to the Colors, to break that down. She, she didn't just come up with some some crazy ideas. No. When she graduated from Howard University, I believe you were Howard University yeah, graduate absolutely. Too, correct? Hate you. Yes. Yes. So uh, she went to Howard University, and when she graduated, she asked, her parents asked, what does she want you know, for her graduation? She said, I want to go to Nazi Germany. <laughs> Nazi Germany. <laughs> You know why? Oh, she wanted to yeah. go there to study. Why is it? Right. What kind of mentality could could be created to want to kill a whole other people? Mm-hmm. 
So therefore, that helped to formulate some of her ideas. So she then has a psychogenetic theory on the reason why Europeans do what they do and why, you know, they then act the way they do because they're melanin recessive. So, mm-hmm. yes, she does have a have a chapter talking about the neurochemical basis of evil. And so from her psychogenetic perspective, she focuses on those things. Uh-huh. So I say I honor her work, but I necessarily don't support a psychogenetic theory. I, I look at a psycho, a, a cultural, psychocultural history. Oh, and you okay. think about the work of uh, Sheikh Antediop, yeah, African origin of civilization, myth of reality, mm-hmm. uh, cultural civilization of barbarism. I mean, mm-hmm. Sheikh Antediop focused on the issue of culture mm-hmm. and the environment that people are stuck in impacts then how they deal with the world. Mm-hmm. So if we were the ones stuck in the ice, guess what? We might be the ones acting like greedy people, right. trying to take everything, trying right. to survive by what? Also getting all the resources and trying to survive by... Uh, pillaging, racking, pillaging other cultures. That's not us. Mm-hmm. But culturally speaking, there could be something that creates that. So I would more likely focus on a psychocultural rather than a genetic because it's really hard to prove and say that a person lacks melanin and therefore they're going to be what acting, um, what do you say, uh, mean to other people because there's some mean black people that have melanin. <laughs> right. No, that, that's, a, that's a good point. It is more of a psychocultural thing. You're based on your environments and and what, how that environment does what you need to survive that's what happens and 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 it seems coincidentally for now until you know maybe as science progresses maybe we'll find something different but right now the yeah. link between the lack of melanin in those places also was because it was an anticlimactic environment for for a human so they had had it kind of change okay. and adapt so it, yeah. it's it's funny how they they link up but right now scientifically we we can't really say is what you're saying. But let me let me do let me expound on this topic though because there is a biology of violence. Okay. Okay. And the problem is that it can be sometimes used against us because then you know they keep saying the inner cities, all these black people killing one another because they're uh-huh. because of their melanin making yeah. them kill one another. Okay. You know, but you ever heard of the Hatfields and the McCoys? Yes. All right. So Hatfields and McCoys were a whole group of people there in uh, what the so-called Tennessee area mm-hmm. where. They, they would always fight with one another, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the term deals with, the Hatfields and McCoys. You got these families that always are what, shooting at one another, killing one another. Well, they looked at the dynamic of some people who have uh, violent histories. They have a change in these enzymes that deal with uh, breaking down your neurotransmitters. Mm. The enzymes would be monoamine oxidase. Uh, monoamine oxidase is a chemical that breaks down your neurotransmitters. So there's an alteration in some family lines that are always violent and always being rambunctious that they say there's a relationship between an enzyme and their violent capabilities. Wow. So we know that, yes, there is some contribution. Uh, my area of research, I've studied social behavior. I've used animals and rodent models. So I'm investigating the way that hormones influence behavior, uh, diet influence behavior. So, I mean, I'm, um, like I say, I can see a, a science expert on those topics. But when we start talking about people and genetics, it becomes controversial because I don't know if you ever heard of uh, serotonin and drugs that are used to help people for depression. And you could elaborate a little bit on it, yeah. Well, the antidepressants that are more effective today, they say, are the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, mm-hmm. SSRIs. Mm-hmm. So these drugs are like Paxil, Zoloft. Uh, for years, these these chemicals have been used to uh, boost serotonin levels and help the person move out. But the controversy today is that, well, they don't work in a day. 
or a week. It may mm-hmm. take months for them to change the body for them to work. Mm-hmm. Well, years ago, uh, there were scientists that were stating in public arenas that they used these chemicals for the hyper-aggressive monkeys in the lab to what lower their aggression levels and make them less sexual, make them less hyper, and therefore they can control them. Wow. We need to do that to the black males in the inner cities that are uh, uh, fighting and killing one another. Mm, wow. Wow. That great leap that was made, and that created the controversy. That's what I'm saying. That it's kind of dangerous to be saying, oh, genetics and violence and now chemicals to do that because we know the system is all about what, given a, dr- a drug and a chemical saying that, that's going to rectify the matter. Wow. We know it's a cultural issue. Right. And and I think you also talk about in the book how uh, we need to be careful about using the term evolution, that word evolution, mm-hmm. and we should instead focus on the mutation and or genetic changes that have yeah. enabled humans to adapt to different environments, right? Cause Good point. I think another thing, while we're talking about the whole drugs and the, and so forth, I, I think you talked about a um, a controversial skin darkening treatment um, yes. by, by the scientific name of 8-methyloxyserolin, uh, also known as 8-MOP. Now, now who yes. talk about that, and who will who will and is more likely to benefit from eight mop? All right, so this is a this is a very interesting topic of discussion because uh, reading the ancient text, it looks like when they used to travel through the caravans going through the de- desert state, could consume a a root called amimajos, mm. and we now know this root contains chemicals called. Uh, sorlins. I know you, you mentioned that word. It's P S O R A L E N sorlins. Mm-hmm. So 8-methoxysorlin is a chemical that can darken your skin without sunlight. Mm. <laughs> so, so were they people, Wow. So you're saying that as they were traveling they would ingest this, although they were melanated, it just made them darker to protect them during those travels? Yeah. Oh wow, wow. So so basically you've seen people who are maybe from cultural groups, Rastafarians, other yes. people who chew roots. Ah, yes. So people are chewing roots because the roots have medicinal properties that assist in helping the body do whatever they're, what they're chewing the root for. Mm. So in the past, I'm saying those chemicals that we now know are called sorlins, 
those sorlins have now been used to what darken people's skin because we know there's some people who are melanin recessive. That means they don't make a lot of melanin. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find ways to darken without going into the sun because the sun is what causing radiation, causing mm-hmm. what cancer, causing death. Mm-hmm. Black people don't have a lot of melanoma. Right. We don't have a lot of skin cancer, but it doesn't mean we can't get it because right. the sun is radiation. The point is we have protection on the outside. Mm-hmm. So you now have a whole industry that is trying to darken skin without using the tanning beds because the tanning beds are dangerous. Right. I don't know if you ever uh, cooked um, a turkey or a chicken and you now kept it in the oven too long. Right. Oh, my goodness. The skin <laughs> becomes burnt. Right, right. Can't, can't eat it, can't consume it. So we're now saying that the dynamic of inside the uh, oven, you see what happens with tanning salons or tanning booths. Wow. Guess what? So now let's – so science has created and has studied the way that we know that animals, there are animals that have darkening things or chemicals that make their skin darkening. So now they've exploited that and now use chemicals that can now darken the skin. And guess what? There's been some side effects. What are the side and effects you, and, and why? Why? What are, what are some of the applications they want to use this for? I know to cut down cancer, but is there anything else? <laughs> yeah, erections. That's the side effect. Erections. Sexual oh, wow. libido, enhancing sexual libido. So this is big time oh, wow. studies going on in, I guess, the, I guess you say Hollywood, Los Angeles, where the whole drug uh, culture is, the, the whole dynamic of people trying to look good, yeah, feel good. Right. So what it is, is there's a chemical called melanotan that actually was banned for a while and now it's back on the market. And the reason why I can prove to you how this is not devastating, but significant because you've heard of Viagra. Yes. So you have Viagra and all these other commercials now dealing with male enhancements and erection, erectile dysfunction, libido, blah, blah, blah. Well, Viagra was not made for that. Viagra was a blood pressure medicine. Right. What was the side effect? Erection. You now have this new chemical out that's supposed to darken your skin, melanotan too, and now they're being sold as like Brio, melanotide. I think uh, people are taking injections for this, and it's helping now with also female uh, dysfunction in terms of sexual dysfunction. Wait, so let me <laughs> let me let me understand this right. So you take this drug, it's going to mm-hmm. darken your skin, and it's going to help your libido. <laughs> Is that what you're? Sounds deep, doesn't it? That's that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. So on a scientific level, people have said that, you know, skin pigment is nothing, right? Right. Dark color. You don't need that. Oh, you people are. Look at the controversy we have right now, 2019 with blackface. You know what I mean? Here we are talking about, oh, black people are inferior, but they are dressing up and trying to be like you. Mm -hmm. But making themselves non-dominant by putting on a blackface. Well, now what? Internally, can they do that? With drugs and medications, that's kind of going on. Wow. Uh, and what, what's pretty deep about this, which I really have nobody to talk to about it, but yeah. is, a, is a large molecule in the brain called pro-opio-melanocortin. Okay. Break it down to you real quick. Uh, our bodies contain amino acids and proteins. Amino acids are the building blocks for proteins. Mm-hmm. Every time you eat, you're consuming foods that help to build what your body needs to what maintains strength. What is a large protein molecule called POMC, which I just said, pro-opio-melanocortin. When you break it down, there's multiple peptides in it. Mm-hmm. One of them is melanocyte-stimulating hormone. Okay. It what stimulates your melanocytes to make more melanin. So the more MSH you have, what the more dark mm-hmm. color you're going to have. Mm-hmm. 
there are some people who, when they're pregnant, not some people, but women when they're pregnant, some of the parts of the body become darker. Right. Hmm, I wonder how that happens. Mm. Because the melanocytes are uh, are being stimulated by the extra hormones the woman is making because she has a child looking inside of her. Mm. Wow. So, yes, you can darken without the sun, and our bodies internally do these things automatically. We just don't pay attention to it. Right. So it's the beauty. And that's what I'm saying. The reason oh, why I wrote the wow. book is to say that how beautiful blackness is. Right. And you know, people are running from their blackness and trying to what light. Oh, my gosh. It's the <laughs> essence of life. Right. Exactly. And what, when you were talking about that right now, it just made me think melanin is a dark substance. And when it's in your body, there's no light. So right. why why is it dark in the body? Is Is there any point to that? Why isn't the universe? Why isn't it white matter in the universe? Ah, it's dark matter. Right, right. I mean, the universe is. Uh, I mean, they say it's ninety percent plus dark matter. Mm. We just see light. We, stars are not even the most part of the universe. I mean, so this darkness is everywhere. Wait, so there's a connection so, between dark matter and melanin? Maybe. Well, yeah. The way I look at it is, I do have a chapter, you know, a segment on that, on the uh, material spiritual connection. I mean, I related to the you know way of looking at the outlook of how we see things uh we're nothing but a microcosm of the macrocosm right so the dark matter that's out there in yours is also the dark matter in our body we're still trying to figure out is that even the right name for this dark matter out there and it's almost like organizing uh, organizing because if it's it's organizing in the universe if there is organization if you think about it just like you said melanin is an organizing molecule Right. So if you even read the literature on this, it's not matter. It's not just dark matter. It's dark energy. Dark energy. So right. what is happening? It's like it's almost like the universe is expanding, and contracting, mm-hmm. expanding and contracting. That's what scientists have shown. So what is what is causing the the cosmos to be together as it's doing that? Mm-hmm. And so inside of our bodies, it's the exact same thing with the melanin. Mm-hmm. And that area I told you about earlier, the substantia nigra. Yeah. If that area is not working in the brain. If it's lacking, you start losing those cells, you see a person who's lacking their movement. Parkinson, mm-hmm. I mean, you see Muhammad Ali, what he had Parkinson-like symptoms. I mean, he right. no longer could kick the ballistics, talk like he was. He was able to maybe to move and dance like a butterfly and yeah. like a bee. Right. It, it went over time. Why? Because those cells became uh, ineffective, stopped working. Right. They're not making the right chemicals in the brain to work. So, yes... There's no sunlight going to the brain to make those areas dark. Wow. Something was killing them off. Dread except for the hair on my head 
Except for the hair on my head. Man, I swear that they got us brainwashed. Let's go get our brainwashed. Clean. Look at the glow on my skin. Look at the glow on my melanin. Look at the glow on my melanin. Look at the glow on my melanin. Yeah. Look at the glow on my melanin. It's sweeter than melanin. Cinnamon. Who got a pollen in cinnamon? Who got a... Hey, look at the glow of her melanin. Look at the glow of his melanin. Yeah, look at the glow of our melanin. It's sweeter than melanin. Cinnamon. Who got a pollen in cinnamon? Who got a. Hey. I said, shout out to all of my niggas. But when I say niggas, that's N E G U S. They tryna trap our kings like a motherfucking game of chess. Nevertheless, white supremacists ain't shit. Motherfucker, we are ancient. Y'all just look at the glow of my skin. Do you see the beauty within? Or do you need a bird's eye view? Open up your third eye too. Listen to the birds I spew. Hey, shade I think there was another part in the chapter where you just talked about, you know, there some drugs that that are coming out or, you know, that are mm-hmm. going to become popular. But I think you also talked about how melanin has been utilized in technology, right? Mm-hmm. Can, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, as, as we've discussed, it absorbs, it takes in, it draws in energy. So anything that's black and dark is going to make it... Uh, really is act like a semiconductor mm. when we say semiconductor making it uh harness the energy quicker and faster and things move quicker and faster right. so when you see the front of an airplane sometimes it's dark in color it's like well it's absorbed that energy so it was what blow up out there in the um you know atmosphere you know when the space shuttle is black on the bottom in the front because what it absorbs the energy so it doesn't blow up coming into the atmosphere mm. the uh one of those shuttles that did blow up there were some panels missing guess what it blew up oh uh, yeah so the stealth bomber is dark in color. What stealth bomber has radiation technology to avoid radi- to avoid being detected by radar, so that dark color on the outside it's like this this polymer that they created that's related to the way our bodies are. It absorbs energy or can be now undetected. Mm-hmm. So in terms of technology, there are many places where these semiconductive capabilities of melanin are being used to what enhance uh the way that those those science principles should be working because of absorbing energy. Wow. So, so what what do you want the reader to mainly take away from this book? Uh, like I said, the beauty of blackness. There's nothing wrong with being dark in color. Right. I mean, really, it's an enhancement. Again, you don't see white plants out there. Right. Chlorophyll is a pigment. You need that pigment for that plant to grow right. Mm. Blackness, dark color, it's a pigment. You need it for your body to be uh, working properly. Uh, it, it helps to fight disease. It helps to enhance your life skills and capabilities. It's almost like those who don't have it and despise it, therefore they make it look bad. Right. right. I'll repeat that again. Those who don't have it and despise it make it look bad, but they're in the sun trying to tan to be just like you. Exactly. Right. So it's a psychological issue. So for me as a psychologist, it's a matter of breaking it down where people appreciate who they are, whether or not you're melanin dominant, melanin recessive, no matter what you are, but appreciate the beauty of what you have rather than getting caught up in all this, uh, you know, trying to look at other people as different, therefore they're bad. So I'm trying to, again, enhance the beauty of blackness. And I would say this book definitely does a good job. It really does. And I think everybody should read it, regardless if you have a lot of melanin or lack a lot of melanin. 
you need to understand the importance of this of this substance of this molecule of, of this energy because it is everywhere so and your book does a good job of laying that out definitely thank you very much i appreciate you well dr t owens more thank you so much for being on book speeds and beyond we truly appreciate you my pleasure my brother and uh thank you for the invitation and uh may you uh, have peace and blessing in your life thank you well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. T. Owens Moore about his book, The Science of Melanin, the second edition. If you like what you heard, please go on the show notes and click on his website to purchase the book. Now, don't purchase it on Amazon because Amazon, that book you see, is not the right book. Amazon is doing something shady. So go on his website and click and buy the book. Buy the second edition straight from the source. Okay, so you're going to get what he puts out and also you're going to help support and invest in our black economy by helping him out okay and um while you're in the show notes don't forget to click on the patreon link to support books beats and beyond so until next time let's read listen explore